You're listening to the Military Homeschool Podcast. The Military Homeschool Podcast aims to equip and encourage parents by covering topics relevant to military homeschooling families. Tune in each week for tips and advice from someone who's been there as a military wife and homeschooling mom. You also hear inspiring stories and informative guest interviews with experienced military homeschoolers and experts in the educational field. The Military Homeschool Podcast is a broadcast of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Military Homeschool Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Niehoff. Let's get started and jump right into our show today. I've got Lisa Naring, Director of True North Homeschool Academy, with me to talk about transcripts. Hi, Lisa. I'm so glad I'm here. Thanks for asking me. I'm excited to have you. So tell us about yourself and your homeschooling journey. Sure. So we have homeschooled for 30 years. We started in 1991, which um, seems like, you know, like a long time ago. (laughs) And then we graduated our youngest this last, well, a year ago in the spring. So um, we have five kids ages 19 to 35 and a couple grandkids who are being homeschooled at this point. So it's been a fun, fun journey. Wow. That is amazing. Yeah. Well, and, and just from some chats that we've had before, I understand that you have some personal ties to the military. Would you share yeah. about your experience? Sure. So my husband is a clinical psychologist and he had to do an APA approved internship um, after graduate school in order to become a licensed clinical psychologist. So he applied to the military branches and was accepted into the Air Force. And so it was a payback program. He was in for four and a half years active duty and then he separated for the military. So um, we did, we were at Wright Pat for um, several months and then we were stationed at Cannon Air Force Base in New Mexico. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for your service. The whole family serves. So I always like to thank the whole family. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's definitely a group effort, isn't it? Right. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So The main topic for today is the dreaded high school transcripts. Every time somebody talks with me about homeschooling, transcripts for high school inevitably come up. It's just, it seems like it's dreaded, like paperwork, you know? So are they really as awful to put together as they're rumored to be? Not really. I've been doing um, transcripts for homeschool kids since 2012. I used to work for a large educational company um, before I started True North. And that was one of my primary jobs was helping kids make sure that they had all of the requirements they needed for graduation, putting together their transcripts and helping them get into the next place that they wanted to go after high school. And of course, that's a service we offer at True North Homeschool Academy. But Transcripts are just like a resume in many ways. It's just an accurate record of the work that you've done. Um, but I think people get really worried about like, are is it legal for them to, you know, quote unquote, make it up? And it's legal in every state for a parent to create a, a transcript. Um, so just put that worry to rest. It's it's not illegal for you to create your kid's transcript or to create a diploma for them. And a diploma is just a certificate of completion. So both transcripts and diplomas, you're good, homeschool mom. (laughs) Uh, And dad, you can actually legally do that. Not a problem. And so one of the things I think a lot of homeschoolers aren't aware of is that there are different types of transcripts. And that really has to do with the kind of student that you have and where they want to go after they graduate from high school. 
And I really, when I'm working with families, I really try to, that's my first question is where do you as the parent see your kid going after high school? And most parents, even if they doubt themselves, I just want to, I just want to do a shout out to homeschool moms and dads and moms and dads everywhere. You guys know your kids probably better than anybody else, including maybe your, your kid, (laughs) because you have that you know, life experience and um, maturity and wisdom that you bring to the table. So um, I always start with that question, where do you see them going after high school? And some kids are going to go VOTEC route. Some are going to start their own businesses. Some are going to um, take a gap year and travel or just stay home and study and work or whatever that gap year looks like. Some are going to go on to college or university, Ivy Leagues, military, conservatories, There's a lot of different things that your kids can do after high school. So I try to start there and back into the type of transcript. And there's there's generally three types of transcripts. There's a a vocational transcript, and that has less credit hours, and it doesn't have as much academic math or science or foreign languages. There's a college prep transcript, and that is... um, uh, like re- really around 22, 24 credit hours. And that includes some foreign language, three academic maths and three academic sciences. And then um, an honors transcript, which is about 28 credits. And that includes um, two to four foreign languages, four academic maths and four academic sciences. And then with all of those transcripts, you for sure want to have four English classes and you want to have some basic history like economics and government. Um, and then some other classes too. So that that's like a really quick run through of the types of transcripts. <laughs> well, in addition to the the main courses, you know, um, English and mathematics and such, what else should we be thinking about including on transcripts? And does it matter? Like, are they? You said that there's different tracks, uh, different types of transcripts. How would we? design those? Mm-hmm. So um, you want to really, I like starting with a typical course of study because it is, it's typical. And that doesn't mean you have to follow it verbatim. It just means it's a good, it's a good map to just like go, oh, okay. That's what it generally looks like in high school. And then of course you can tweak it and make it your own. If your kid has a special area of interest or giftedness, or just like you have this opportunity for, I don't know, for them to become a pilot, like There's so many awesome opportunities, especially for military families that um, you want to take advantage of. So you can definitely work those in. But on all the transcripts, you want to have English, you want to have science, math, and history. Those are the core four classes. And then you want to have some electives. Um, Basic electives are like health, computer information, science, uh, basic computer information systems, um, and then some humanities like art and music. We always included Bible, um, and then you want to do maybe foreign language and PE. Um, and then I want you guys to just really think about the fact that, um, you know, you do a lot of things in life that you probably think are normal that are not transcriptable. But one of the important things about a transcript is that, well, for one, the question has changed. It's not really, can your homeschool kid get into college or university? That They absolutely can Um, unless they just have some really crazy challenges. And even then it's really possible, but really the question is, how are you going to pay for it? And so you want your kids to look as stellar as possible. You want to develop some, uh, some standout factor for them to really stand out a little bit, to gather some of that scholarship money. 
Um, but you want to probably do an addendum page besides just the by subject by year basic transcript that we all know and, you know, dreaded or loved from our own high school experience. <laughs> and that addendum page is going to include things like community service, work experience, um, any kind of unique camps or clubs that they were part of. Um, if they were in theater and had a lead role, well, for one, you want to put down the theater experience, but then if they if they did anything like a lead role or they were on a swim team and they they went to nationals, anything like that, you want to like highlight on that addendum page. And I would say anything really unique, of course, you can credit it. You can credit almost anything, um, but you want to, you want to really highlight anything unique on that addendum page. Don't, don't bury it in a credit of, if that makes sense. And if a quick question then that, that that brought up is if my child or my high schooler is working, you know, he goes down the street and gets a job at McDonald's or um, the grocery store or something like that. Is that something we can include? Oh, absolutely. I would for sure put any work experience on that addendum sheet. And I like to do the addendum sheet by year, like freshman year, and then list community service, work experience. We have free log sheets at TurnerNorthHomeSchoolAcademy.com for work experience, PE, music, and, commu- and community service or work. I, I'm not sure which one I said already, but work experience is great to put on your transcript because most employers are looking for kids with interpersonal skills, also known as soft skills, like communication skills, work ethic, et cetera. And so, you know, that's all part of getting into college and moving on and launching into an adulthood as an adult. But I would say for sure, put work experience down on the transcript because that shows so many great things like you're able to finish well and you're able to show up on time. And colleges are looking for students. um, They're looking for two things in in the students. They're looking at what that student has to offer them. They're looking at are they going to finish? Are they going to show up? Are they going to get good grades? Are they going to graduate and make us look good? And oh, by the way, if they graduate and make a lot of money, can they send us money back? (laughs) That's one of the things they're looking for. But the other thing they're looking for is their big overall um, student body each year. Like, do they have a good representation in that student body coming in? So you want to think about that. There's two things they're looking for when they admit people into college each year. Great. So if our high schooler, you know, what about the military? If our high schooler is looking towards enlisting in in the military or somehow going on into the military, is there anything special that we should do or include in their transcript? Yeah, my son helped um, helped me write a blog post at True North Homeschool Academy on what if your homeschooler wants to go into the military when he came back from basic training um, for the NAT Guard, actually. And One of the things he noticed is that so many young kids were getting boarded out because of medical issues. And that really had to do with the fact that their bones weren't strong. They were drinking a lot of soda and not really high on calcium. So he, his thing was like, really clean up your diet, drink a lot of water and work out before you get there and make sure that you've got, you've worked your core. You've got some really good core body strength um, and make sure that you're, you're, um, you've got good bone density, (laughs) which, you know, some of that is hereditary, but really start thinking about those things because he saw a couple of really bad breaks because it's a very physical, you know, if you go in the military, you have to be in top shape. And Mm -hmm. regardless, um, you know, my husband, he did a payback program as a, 
at, at a doctoral level. So his basic training was like maid service and steak dinners. But generally for most people, they're going in and they're running a lot, you know? So he saw, my son saw a couple of really bad breaks. So um, go check out that article because it talks about that, like really preparing yourself physically before you go. Um, and then also um, just really develop some grit and resiliency because when you go, especially directly from high school into the military, if you're going to, if you're going to go directly, um, you're, you know, they really want tough, tough kids. And you're going to have a lot of tough situations where you're up for a long time. You're working out for a long time. The comforts of home are not there. you you might be out like at night, 24 hours at a time, you know, I mean, there's different levels, obviously and basic, but I'm um, just really developing some resiliency because um, there's going to be a lot of stuff that you're exposed to that might, you know, in general, in normal life really be bothersome, but in the military, you've got to, you just got to have some grit and be tough and oh, willing so to, to get through. So um, I think those kind of, you know, the work experience, that's a great way to develop some resiliency, right? Because we all have had those bosses. <laughs> and so um, the other thing too, for going into the military is just really knowing how to um, understand hierarchy and roles and being, um, being able to respect a role, even if you don't like the person, that's an important piece of going into the military and succeeding. And I would say if you're going to go in directly from high school, it's going to be a little bit differently different than if you go into a military academy. If you want to go into an academy from high school, you should really start thinking about that. I would say your freshman or sophomore year of high school, even maybe sooner, because um, you have to you have to letter in a sport. You have to show that you have. I mean, it's a very competitive kind of situation to go into a military academy. Mm -hmm. um, it's a great setup if you do, because if you go and you can handle it, you're going to be set, you know, you're going to, you're going to launch as an adult uh, with like a great career ahead of you. Um, but it takes mm -hmm. some, some effort to get there. Um, and then if you go to college first and then go to the military, that's a whole different thing too. So <laughs> that is so true. Yeah, that's almost a whole show in and of itself. It is. It is. So I, I think the military is a great opportunity for people, especially young people who might not be sure of what they want to do vocationally, um, because it gives you career training and, um, and it's excellent career training. I mean, our militaries are some of the greatest R and D, you know, um, research and design groups on the planet. <laughs> so, um, if you can get into a field that you're really excited about, you can get exposed to some amazing opportunities in the military. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, if our high schooler then isn't planning to enter the military or even go to college, do we really still need to worry about transcripts? Yeah. I, <laughs> I think that is a great question because none of us wants to do paperwork if we don't have to, <laughs> but I would say, yes, absolutely do the transcript, um, either keep it like by year to year as your kids are going through high school or do it right after they graduate, because they might take a gap year or a couple years off and then want to go back into college and they'll need a transcript or they, they might need it for a job or for military or whatever, but yeah, absolutely do it as you go. So, because you will forget things and, um, yeah, you want to make your kid look as good as possible <laughs> because because of opportunities, you know, and of course, it's an accurate representation of what your kids have done. So it's not like you're lying about what your student or your kid has done or 
or making them look better than they are. It's just about being accurate, but also, um, you know, just uh, highlighting the things that they've really succeeded at, or that is, that has been really unique or interesting. And I know, especially for military families, I know when we were in the military, we had so many opportunities to travel and it was very unique how much we went from coast to coast, I think three or four times in about 24 months. Um, when my husband was active duty, it was, it was just a really unique experience, but my kids saw the, saw the Pacific ocean and the Atlantic ocean and in just really a number of months. And we went to historical sites and stuff like that. So if you have a high schooler, for sure, highlight some of that stuff, because that is a really cool, you know, view of the world that, um, that is unique. And so, yeah, most people don't get to experience, you know, like we were stationed in Hawaii and my husband and I being history buffs and he in particular, a world war II history buff, uh, we got a tour of the Island right after we got there in a way that was more unique than, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody going maybe as a tourist because he took us to Pearl Harbor and explained what that was. And I say us because I feel like I learned right alongside my kids. And that is an experience that the kids got to have and different cultures, just even from exposure with all these different cultures in the military, because Mm -hmm. I think military kids have an advantage that others outside of the military fail to really appreciate. And as in the military begin to see that, yeah, there's the the negatives, the moving around and losing friends, you know, as you go from place to place and having to make new connections and being far away from family. But then there is the blessing of my kids have, we've had to juggle time zones with their friends, you know, when they've had friends whose parents were stationed in Dubai and Germany and, and Japan and, and places like that. So it has been amazing. So yeah. and that I would think would look amazing on a transcript. Yeah. If you can capture some of that global perspective, absolutely try to do that because I talk a lot about the future of work and the future of education and there's some burgeoning economies, but really um, the gig economy where our kids are going to be going like from gig to gig Um, working with people around the world and being able to communicate clearly and well with people that they just have recently met working on a project that's probably short-term, but really globally, like they might be working with somebody from Japan on a project or, or Mexico or New Mexico um, or New England or wherever. And so I do think military kids do, they do have that advantage because that's been, if you live on base, you have that community Mm-hmm. on base with you. <laughs> it's always a community of people from all over the world and, um, or at least all over the country, but, but it's pretty international too. And that's, that's really a unique perspective and definitely a bonus. Definitely. And one thing um, I wanted to also, before we conclude our chat is that in regards to transcripts uh, as military, sometimes we forget, we move from place to place. We still have to obey the laws of the locale that we're stationed in. So make sure that you check, you can use a a great organization to check that out as HSLDA, Homeschool Legal Defense Association. And they also have a military liaison there. But I know we were stationed in South Carolina where we needed to keep up 
on the transcripts and then other places where we didn't. So that is also uh, something to consider as you're thinking about high school transcripts. So yeah, Lisa, as we conclude, are, is there any parting advice that you'd like to share with military homeschooling parents? Yeah, I would just say, you know, we at True North, we go by Pennsylvania state standards, because if you meet Pennsylvania state standards, you're covered across the country um, as far as homeschooling standards go. So even if you go from a low reg to a high reg state as a military family member, if you follow like Pennsylvania state standards, you're good, you're covered. And you might have to do a portfolio review or something like that. But I would just want to encourage everybody, don't be intimidated by transcripts. You're just writing down what you've done. And if you need any help with it, there's some great organizations. We do, we will help you with that at True North Homeschool Academy, HSLDA. Um, You can do, um, there's some like online programs where you just plug in what you've done and they'll create a transcript for you. But honestly, you could just make a a Word document and and create a grid (laughs) and fill it in. It can be that simple, honestly. It's not anything to be intimidated about. Well, and I would like to just plug True North Homeschool Academy and Lisa in particular, because she's amazing to work with. So be sure to check True North Homeschool Academy out. And you can also enroll your high schooler in my upcoming career exploration class. So just look for me over there as well. I would love to have your homeschool high schooler over there. So Lisa, Lisa, this has been just amazingly helpful. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us today. Thanks for having me, Crystal. Have a good day. You too. Before you go, I'd like to leave you with this thought from educator John Holt. Any child who can spend an hour or two a day or more if he wants with adults that he likes who are interested in the world and like to talk about it will on most days learn far more from their talk than he would learn in a week of school. Well, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening in. Be sure to check out today's show notes where I'll link to all the resources Lisa mentioned. Please join me again next week for another episode of the Military Homeschool Podcast. Thanks for listening in today. Be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. If you liked this podcast, please take a moment to give it a five-star rating and leave a comment. Links to the resources mentioned during the show today can be found in our show notes at militaryhomeschoolpodcast.com. Connect on Facebook at Military Homeschool Podcast or via email at militaryhomeschoolpodcast at gmail.com.